How do we respond when silence and darkness is our experience? Today, we sit in the place of lament and sadness with Jesus' disciples, and we wait for the light to return. Make yourself comfortable. Take a few deep breaths and prepare yourself for the journey. We begin with verses from Psalm 13. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. Yesterday we ended by asking the question, What now? What now when all seems bleak and hopeless? Of course we know where this journey ends. We understand that the cross was the plan, that death was defeated. But those who journeyed with him had only a glimpse of what was happening, and they could not possibly know the end yet. Many women are present when Jesus dies. They have followed him from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them are Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. How can they possibly know what will happen next? They are vulnerable, powerless to effect change, witnesses to events as they unfold. There are others in the crowd who watch him die. After the sky turns dark and after the curtain is torn in two, after the Son of God breathes his last earthly breath and it is finished, the crowd of curious onlookers turn away. Nothing more to see. As evening approaches, a rich man from Arimathea, Joseph, a disciple of Jesus, goes to Pilate and asks for Jesus' body. Pilate orders that it be given to him. Joseph takes the body, wraps it in a clean linen cloth and places it in his own new tomb, cut out of the rock. He rolls a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and leaves. The women, Jesus' faithful disciples, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, are sitting opposite the tomb. What are they waiting for? What do they understand of what will happen next? What can they see? What glimmer of light do they perceive in the darkness of this darkest of days? What next? Where is God silent in your life at the moment? What might he be saying to you today? Darkness 
is a physical problem in many parts of the world. And with physical darkness come many other frustrations and impediments. In the Rift Valley in Tanzania, darkness was stopping education, creating poverty and endangering the lives of Joyce and Lamech's family. This is their story. Joyce and Lamech used to fear for the future of their grandchildren and for their safety. Their village in rural Tanzania had no electricity. Power lines connected to the national grid ran high above them, but the power was not for them. The cables instead supplied electricity to nearby cities. Joyce, Lamek and their family are part of two-thirds of Tanzania's population who do not have access to electricity. No power means no light, and being near to the equator, there are 12 hours of darkness every day from around 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. the next day. No light meant no cooking, no time to sew or make things to sell, and no opportunity for children to read or do their homework or even to play. But of course, alongside the 12 hours of darkness, there are also 12 hours of usually consistent and I must say beautiful sunshine. This provides a clean natural energy source that could be tapped into and used right away rather than having to wait many years for the village to get connected to the grid. Faced with these challenges, and in the light of the potential solution, TFN's partner, Anglican Church Diocese of Rift Valley, came up with a simple and innovative idea. They identified villages in, the, in greatest need and started to work alongside them to help them lift themselves out of energy poverty. Yes, out of poverty. Joyce had already been invited through her local church to join a Pamoja group. Pamoja means together in Swahili. This was to help her earn an income to support the family. Rift Valley Diocese introduced its solar light scheme through these groups. It's a brilliantly simple and sustainable idea. Group members save up to pay for half of the cost of the solar lighting system. When they have done this, they are given a solar panel, lamp, and battery so they can start to enjoy the benefits of light at night and electricity all day. Then as their income and opportunities start to increase, they continue to pay back the cost of the light. That way, not only have they bought the light themselves and feel ownership of the equipment, but the money paid back stays in the group and can be used to invest in more solar equipment. The results were immediate. The solar light has given me more time to work at night preparing food, says Joyce. But the thing that brings the most joy is how the solar light enables the children to read at night. Uh, before it was so dark, they could not study, shares Lamek. 
Now the children and the grandchildren come and study here at night. We have a light outside, so they can stay out and play safely together. When I turn on the light, the children create a playground outside our home, and they begin to play. So the solar light will give the children a better life than we have had. Today, as we wait in the darkness of Easter Saturday, we choose to be silent and watchful. Father, bring to my mind a community in darkness today, through poverty or conflict. I lift them to you now. Today, as we wait in the darkness of Easter Saturday, we choose to be silent and watchful. Father, show me someone who is living in darkness today, struggling with illness, bereavement or despair. I lift them to you now. Today, as we wait in the darkness of Easter Saturday, we choose to be silent and watchful. Father, reveal the darkness that dwells within me today, my sin and my despair. I lift it to you now. The smallest flicker of light causes darkness to flee, has the power to transform individuals, families, villages, communities, the world. Today, as we wait in the darkness of Easter Saturday, we choose to be hopeful that light is coming. We choose to look for your light. Amen. Amen. Today, all over the world, Tear Fund is shining the light of Jesus into the darkest of situations. None of this is possible without prayer, and you can be part of the work by praying for an end to long-term and crisis-related poverty. By signing up for prayer emails and disaster alerts, you can stay informed and pray for an end to poverty. To join with others each week to pray for Tear Fund's work across the globe, sign up to the One Voice prayer email. Each week, you'll receive an email to help equip you to pray for an end to poverty. To sign up, just email info at tearfund.org. The journey is done for today. But before we go, sit for a moment in silent prayer. In the midst of the darkness, the light of Jesus shines. <laughs>